0: Welcome back to all my lovely friends to Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Luke Gerlach from Think Chat, and this is Confession number 88, and we are back to an application time. So we're going to look at shaping learning through the environment. Welcome to another application series where we're going to take ideas that we've already explored and apply them into a new context because that's what it's all about, learning transfer. I absolutely love this part because it helps to look at old things in a new way again, kind of like the process of a new from the four A's by Misty Patterson. So since our last application series, you've had a chance to participate not only in the transdisciplinary challenge, but also the design thinking challenge. So since you've already applied there, we're going to skip those. They helped you um, take content and apply it to your individual context. So now we're going to mirror this um, kind of idea in a minor version about learning environment, play, and approaches to learning, or the ATLs. So over the past couple of months, I have become obsessed. Okay, not little, but very obsessed with the Danish way of life called hygge. And I know it's been coined as the next design trend and people associate with lots of candles and fluffy blankets and, and uh, wonderfully cozy lighting. But to me, it's more than that. And I think to the Danish culture, it's more than that. Um, it's about looking at the little things that bring you happiness, contentment and joy, such as candles, good lighting, uh, comfortable and comforting textiles and cozy aesthetics. And even still, it's a way of being. There's a reason why the Danish people have been voted as the happiest people on earth is because they really take to heart what does it mean to be happy and how can we create this happiness when majority of our Life is cold and dark outside, right? Because they have such um, a northern and arctic climate. So to offset this dreariness, they've created an atmosphere at work, at home, in public spaces that celebrate those simple pleasures. And besides candles and all of that, the Danes are known of partaking in not only you know physical pursuits, but they're known to take in simple pleasures like chocolate, cake, um, hot chocolate, or nice coffee drinks, things that represent coziness to them. So when I think of hoga, I consider my own home and possibly yours. So here's some questions to think about your own living space. If you can picture it in your mind, what is your favorite spot in your home? Now, what about that spot makes you just so happy and peaceful? How have you designed that spot to meet your needs? If you're looking around in that little area, how are the materials arranged and stored and, you know, displayed? How does the, you know, spot attract sight and smell and feelings and natural light. And what? why do you always go there, right? And why do you always um, get drawn there? Now, this feeling of coziness and warmth, there's a reason why you go to certain spots in your home, whether it be the sofa, but maybe you put the sofa in front of a big picture window because you wanted that natural light um, as long as possible. Maybe instead of the window behind you, maybe it's in front of you because you have a beautiful picturesque view of, you know, for instance, of a forest or a water source, whether it be a lake, an ocean, a river, um, a pool. Maybe it's just that it's a common place where your children play. Whatever it might be, there's a reason why you have certain cozy spots in your home and why you gravitate towards them when you need to be still, when you need to be able to relax and find your center. There's a reason. It might be a hammock. It doesn't necessarily have to be a formal piece of seating right and this hammock could be indoors or outdoors so think about that place that you dwell a lot those places evoke so many things and as that is the case in our home why do we not have those similar spaces or do we have those similar spaces within our learning environments most of the time we're married I'll be honest, to overhead fluorescent lighting. And we have flak pack uh, furniture that were given by the school. So, how can we bring a little hookah into our school spaces? And that's the big part right here. So, here's our application challenge I want you to go around your school or near your learning space whether that be in your classroom whether that be outside whether that be in the hallway right wherever this might be find an underused space that is that underused doesn't reflect agenic thinking and consider how you're going to bring it to life reflective of the principles of huga so to help you with this I am going to frame some questions for you according to a reflective practice that's called theoretical operational practical. So theoretical looks at when we are thinking theoretically, we consider the big abstract ideas or the philosophy we're learning about. We're trying to identify and connect the big aha moments that have arisen. So for the theoretical reflection, consider asking yourself these questions. You don't have to answer them all. It's just a pool of questions you can reflect from. So thinking about that underused spot, that learning area that's underused, and it could be a corner within your own classroom that you've been having a hard time doing anything with, so you have just not, okay? So what is your, In this area, what is your favorite spot in this space? What about that spot speaks to you and evokes happiness? How can the space be designed to meet the needs of your learners? How can materials be arranged and stored for maximum use? How might the spot attract sight, smell, and feelings? And what corner or area do you think you will like the most? These are similar questions that we asked about your own personal living space. Now think about the potential of the uh, space that is unused. Now we're going to focus in on operational. If it were me at theoretical, I would stop this podcast, answer and reflect, and then go on to operational, and then go on to practical, but that's me. Some of you might wanna listen to it all the way through and then rewind. Cool beans, because this is, you can re-listen to it a thousand times if you want. Okay, here we go, operational. When we think operationally, we determine the resources that we need and how they're being used. We advocate for support through human resources, so other people, professional development, and potential collaboration. We consider the potential obstacle that may block our way. So for operational reflection, consider asking yourself potentially these questions. What resources do you need, such as read-alouds, manipulatives, loose parts, art supplies, treats, whatever it might be. Who in your school possibly already has a model classroom that you can use as an inspiration point? Hmm, that's interesting. Working strength to strength. Do you need help from others to share design ideas? So now do you need to collaborate with other people to spark some ideas? What type of professional development may be needed? Will it come from formal training, school visits, conversations with other educators online? What's that gonna look like? How can you use the knowledge of your own staff to solve most of your design needs? So circling back to collaboration. And what are some potential obstacles to making the space the way you envision it? There's always obstacles. Maybe it's cost, maybe it's shared space. Who knows, but how can you potentially address those obstacles? And now, practical. When we think practically, we focus on how we're going to make our process work on a daily basis. We think literally. We think concretely. We want to know how it will happen, what we need to do. We demonstrate our our inquiry thinking strategies to make relevant connections to our learners. For practical reflection, consider asking yourself these questions. What is the purpose of this room? Why are we redesigning it? How can we use it to increase learning agency? When during the day will we use it? How can others use it independently? And can how other people in the learning community use it as well? Lots to think about there, my friends. This is why it's a challenge. This should get your mind racing with new ideas. So let's have some fun with this application challenge. Be sure to post your new thinking on social media and hashtag thinkchat2020. I can't wait to see your ideas.